This is Tonkoban episode 19. Uh, this week we're going to cover volumes 9 and 10 of our series Sket Dance. And uh, joining me as usual is my co-host Jude Knoll. Jude, how are you doing? Yeah, good. Now that I'm recovering from COVID, I've been <laughs> playing a lot of Splatoon over the weekend. Yes. And I know you have as well. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, I think even though Splatoon 3 is not all that different than Splatoon 2, I think I've been playing it way more than I ever played Splatoon 2. I feel like all of the little details that they have tweaked have mm-hmm. made it like so much more addictive. I feel like being able to play like the gacha machine that keeps yes like, having me come back. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like even like table turf cards. I have I've made it to like level eighteen on table <laughs> turf because it's like it's kind of a stupid game and you can't play it online. But mm-hmm. it reminds me of like it reminds me of playing Sudoku. Like oh, interesting. Like when we were kids, there was like a huge Sudoku craze. Everybody mm-hmm. was playing it. Yep. And it feels like that to me. Like, it's actually pretty hard, and it's a frustrating game, but I just keep <laughs> playing it over and over again because I want to, like, convince myself that I'm actually good at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's- but to get cards in the game, you have to just, like, randomly get them through the gacha machine. So I was going to say, yeah, really, you like, get them through the gotcha machine. Long haul. Yeah, you either get them through the gotcha machine or leveling up your, like, catalog or whatever. Yeah, I've already put, uh, I think, like, over 30 hours in the game. I've just been going crazy <laughs> the past week or whatever. Yeah, same here. And, and what what weapon do you feel like, or, like, what loadout do you feel like you've gotten the most uh, success with? Um, so I always used the Splattershot Jr. in Splatoon 2. So I've just been using, like, the Splattershot Jr., the the NZAP, and just the normal Splattershot. Like, that's my kind of go-to's. Yeah. But I started playing with the sloshing machine a little bit lately. The sloshing oh, yeah. machine is absolutely—it is absolutely cracked. <laughs> like <laughs> it's two hit kills on people. The range is ridiculous. Like sloshing machine is <laughs> bonkers. Yeah, I feel like anytime I try to like run up on somebody that has one, they as soon as I like pop out of the ink, I'm dead. Yep. Yeah, no, you just yeah, you just get away. Like yeah, the, yeah. <laughs> someone's got the sloshing machine. Don't even engage. <laughs> Yeah, it's in ridiculous. Splatoon 2, I was definitely like an in-zap main, mm-hmm. and although I feel really comfortable with that, I was like, I, I want to try something else, yeah. get a little bored with it. Mm-hmm. Um, so the ones I've had the most success with were actually, I know Inkbrush isn't like, mm-hmm. I don't think it's really like part of the meta or anything, but I think it's really fun to use, especially if you have Ninja Squid equipped in some way. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I feel like when you're playing it on ranked battles, it's a lot more useful because you can really like sneak into enemy turf and just like pop out on people. Yeah, and kills um, matter a lot more in like the ranked one than they do in turf yeah. war because turf war is really like nothing matters until the last sixty seconds, and then it's just like exactly. who can paint the most. <laughs> but the one that I've had the most success with has to be. I mean, I kind of refuse to use arrow spray in Splatoon two because. <laughs> Everybody was just like, oh, it's, like, so OP, like, uh-huh. you suck if you use Aero Spray. But I decided to try it out because I was able to, like, buy it with three tickets. Mm-hmm. And, oh, my God, it, like, it it's completely cracked. I've been getting, <laughs> <laughs> I've been, like, playing the Splatfest matches. I've been getting, like, 1,000, like, 1,500 yeah. points in a match, like, consistently. And the rest of my team will get, like, 300 points. Yeah, it, and I'll it still paints lose. so well, it's nuts 
and like it, the aim is kind of weird at first but once mm-hmm. you get like acquainted with like how much range it has you can pretty easily just like pop out of people and yeah and kill them i've also noticed that like i mean and it makes sense but if you play with someone it is so much easier than if you're just like yeah. chilling on your own like my brother my brother played like maybe two hours of Splatoon 2 and then got Splatoon 3 and we were playing a little bit last week. And anytime the two of us were like teamed up and like talking on Discord and stuff, we were just going like, you know, three wins in a row and stuff like, you know, <laughs> just like going crazy because it's just so much easier if you're like, oh, hey, there's a guy behind us. And it's like, OK, I'll just turn around and shoot him or even like, oh, the two of us will just like chill together in the same area so that any fight is a two-on-one it's just so much easier yeah and also i feel like another thing i've noticed about this version of the game is that the specials play a lot bigger role or maybe i'm just mm-hmm. like you know more familiar with the game now that i've like already played it before and just got a new one yeah but i feel like people are way more in tune with like how the specials work and when to use them mm-hmm because I feel like now I choose a weapon more based on, like, the full loadout. Oh, absolutely. One thing about the yeah. arrow spray that I think is kind of OP is, like, for one, it has the fizzy bombs, which leave a trail of, like, mm-hmm. ink beneath it. So you can't really get kills with it, but you can still, like, you know, get, like, a huge line of ink when you throw it. And then it has the reef slider as the main special. The reef slider was nuts. <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs> I like specifically time it every time so it's like 40 seconds in the match when everybody's sort of like scrapping in the middle of the map mm-hmm. just like slide into the whole like crew <laughs> take, and take like them all people. out once yeah yeah the reef slider is nuts and it's so hard to dodge if there's any like enemy ink around there at all you just might as well just like get yeah, up exactly. like you know plan where you're gonna jump next just open the map up already <laughs> yep <laughs> All right. Well, before we get into uh, our volumes nine and ten discussion, I need to uh, issue a correction from last week or last episode. Oh shit! On the last Get Dance episode, I exclaimed, <laughs> "I am like God, telling Moses to build an ark." Oh, My mother yeah, informed no, me that Moses Noah. did not build the ark. It was Noah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so sorry, Moses. Sorry, Noah. Um, <laughs> Got your story wrong. My bad. Uh, yeah, my mom texted me. It was like, Moses didn't build the ark. I was like, oh. I was like, well, <laughs> oops. <laughs> yeah, now we got vacation Bible school lessons did not uh, did not stick enough. I guess. Yeah, I guess we can do like a segment on the manga Ten Commandments <laughs> and whether or not Sket Dance follows them or not. <laughs> there we go. So yeah, had to get my uh, you know, had to get this correction out of the way. Um, you know, both uh, you know, went to journalism school, so I understand the importance of uh, you know, relaying this accurate information. <laughs> 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 All right, so yeah, let's get into. You want to start start us off with volume volume nine here, the yeah, chapter so, seventy two. Yeah, so we start off with a few more of like these one-off filler chapters. I feel like now that we're, like, further into the series, I'm starting to understand the rhythm of it more. Mm-hmm. And I feel like he's, like, very conscious of how the volumes begin and end during a series run. 
I feel like every volume seems to start with filler chapters and end with an arc. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And yeah. so, yeah, volume nine uh, starts with uh, another Shinzo chapter. Always down for more Shinzo. Yeah. Uh, he announces to the Skedan that he's retiring from his life as a samurai. The gang uh, honestly seems pretty supportive of him quitting. <laughs> They're like, yeah, uh, you never really were a samurai. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> go ahead. And uh, he apparently he's been e-dating a girl that he's so obsessed with that he's made her his phone background, uh, his laptop wallpaper, and screensaver. But and I, he's I so just, self- I'm going to interrupt you just real fast. <laughs> his phone can like turn, it like flips up normal, like a, you know, like a Motorola razor. Yeah. And then it turns sideways and the background, it like he has a widescreen screensaver of her as well. <laughs> this phone is <laughs> sick. <laughs> yeah. Like, I guess like, when did this come out? I feel like this chapter probably been like 2009. Yeah. Or something so. like that. Yeah, he's a, uh, I, one of my favorite running gags is like how even though he's supposed to be like obsessed with like the samurai era, mm-hmm. he actually has like really cool technology all yeah. the time. <laughs> yeah, this phone. I would is have crazy. liked to have seen how that would have like translated to like modern, like a modern adaptation of Sket Dance. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like he would be super into NFTs and like the metaverse. Yes, definitely. <laughs> um, but. Yeah, he's so self-conscious about his outdated fashion sense that he asks the skit dance for like advice on what he should do when he meets up with her in person. Mm-hmm. Bosun tells him, like, just screw samurai life, completely change your personality, and go for it. So the gang take him to see Momoka's uh, stylist at the TV studio, and they give him access to their entire wardrobe. He ends up, like, putting a series of just, like, absolutely terrible outfits together, including this one that's basically just Vegeta's Saiyan armor from (laughs) Dragon Ball Z. (laughs) And then they, like, finally put together, like, an okay-looking streetwear ensemble. They uh, head out in the town, and unfortunately for him, when his girlfriend Megami arrives, it turns out that they're actually... An extremely buff uh, male samurai enthusiast that just has like super feminine <laughs> facial features. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, kind of a whack ending, but I did like the like scenes where he's in the dressing room and like coming out with yeah. these like awful looking delinquent outfits. Comes out as like uh, as one of the guys from Bakuman at one point. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I like this one where he's got, like, the weird Elvis-looking, like, quiff Uh that you always see, like, characters in 80s anime, like, delinquents or, like, street punks. Mm -hmm. He turns to the right, and his hair is, like, an entire, like, two feet (laughs) long popping off of his head. (laughs) Is that a hot dog? Yeah. Yeah, no, it's great. In his first outfit, he just looks like Axl Rose or something. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I thought this, the one I thought where this he, chapter like, was pops good. Out and he looks like Bigfoot and he has mm-hmm. like this weird mask and like hairy <laughs> full body armor. Yep. Yeah, no, this the chapter was great. And even like the outfit he picks is just like I don't know, it looks weird because it's Shinzo, but it's just like a normal dude outfit. <laughs> He's got like yeah. uh like a zip up sweatshirt and like the leather jacket <laughs> over it. <laughs> 
Yeah, this yeah, guy is definitely like plays bass in a pop punk band or something. For sure. That that seems to be um seems to be Shinohara's like default style of choice. He's he's definitely like into indie music, so mm-hmm. I feel like he was modeling like all of his good outfits in this series off of whatever like mid-level indie rock bands of Japan were wearing in yep. 2009. Mm-hmm um so yeah in chapters oh go ahead i was just gonna say this one was definitely like on the higher end of some of these kind of like filler chapters in uh chapter 73 remy uh the gang substitute teacher uh she was introduced like i think in the last episode as this former like children's tv show host yeah who is Mm -hmm. like cloyingly uh sweet and positive all the time but is like super airheaded she continues to bungle her lessons and accidentally cause trouble all around the school. Mm-hmm. Uh, Himeko spots this keychain on her bag, which is meant to look like a creepy puppet named Spectre that co-hosted her old educational TV show. She accidentally destroys the toy and tosses it out the window of the classroom. Um, while they're out looking for it, they come across a preschool class at a playground the kids are upset because their teacher fell and sprained her ankle, so Remy takes off one of her socks and turns it into a puppet to cheer the class up. They also find her specter toy in the dirt, and they give it to a crying kid. The whole experience helps her get her confidence back. I kind of feel like this was a whack chapter. Yeah, I agree. It felt a little weak, and I felt like it's only like done to set like one really specific thing up that mm-hmm. happens a few chapters later. Yeah. But it, it didn't really feel like it was that funny. I don't think this character in general is that funny, honestly. No, she's not that good. And yeah, her like, yeah, her bit of just being like, I don't know, this like super happy teacher or whatever is, yeah, not original or very interesting. <laughs> yeah, I feel like this is supposed to be a parody of something, but mm-hmm. you know, I don't, I don't know what it is. Yeah. The Spectre do doll like the is design of this, yes. yeah, it's horrifying. <laughs> this thing is crazy. You know, well, like I said in the last episode, I think Shinohara is like one of his greatest strengths is being able to design like a mascot or character for a fictional franchise, mm-hmm. and like it's totally believable. Yep. And I could definitely see this being like a creepy ghost mascot in an educational TV show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for for sure. Yeah, but yeah, yeah wasn't... if you ever watch, mm-hmm. if you ever saw that like Yo Gabba Gabba show on Nickelodeon, <laughs> yes. like that came out in the late two thousands, it looks like something off of that. Uh huh. <laughs> Shinohara's children's TV show connoisseur. Yeah. Also, so going into this next chapter, mm-hmm. there are some parts like starting around here and going on for like the next like 10 chapters or whatever Mm -hmm. i noticed they changed the scan later like translation team yeah this rip they were using Mm -hmm. and translation goes way downhill so there are a few things here where i can't tell if they're a joke or not Mm -hmm. and off the bat here (laughs) this first page we see bosu and himeko like walking down the hallway with this like potted plant (laughs) and i can't tell if this is supposed to be like intentionally cheesy and weird dialogue or not mm-hmm. but they're just like walking down and they're like 
I love flowers. They're <laughs> yes. so pretty. They purify your heart. <laughs> and then Emeka says, looking at plants seems to make everything seem dear. It becomes such a gentle feeling. <laughs> yeah, this, yeah, the translation of some of these was, yeah, a little, it just felt off. <laughs> yeah it feels like it was like translated by aliens or something uh-huh. <laughs> and, and then like you see um subaki like looking like a hater seeing him <laughs> happy and he says hmm wondering about the school holding a vase the sket dan has free time as usual <laughs> and they said why do you always like, speak so dying. abusively that wasn't even that abusive <laughs> I know. Like, I can't. I can't tell whether like this was supposed to be like funny or not. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, they're walking down the hallway. Sabaki is annoyed that they're happy. We flash forward a bit to find that uh, Uchida, who's that character we saw like a few, I guess a few volumes ago, is being extorted. Oh, once again he's the kid by- with the the sick mom, right? Yeah, yeah, I didn't, I did not connect that when I first read that, but okay, that makes sense. I had to look him up. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> so apparently, uh, once again, yeah, he's being extorted by you guessed it, delinquents. <laughs> Bosun offers to have Himeko take care of the problem for him, but it turns out that she and Switch are sick with a virus of some sort. Uh, Subaki catches wind of the extortion ring himself and also vows to break it up. So he and Bosun show up to the last scene of the crime at the same time, and naturally, the two rivals end up getting into a scuffle. Sabaki challenges Bosun to a legit fight, which is kind of scary because Bosun, like, we've seen him, like, mess people up before. Mm-hmm. He slammed a dude into a wall, and his head, like, <laughs> exactly. burst through the Yeah, this guy, like, through the knows karate or whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> before they can start uh, the the bad dude shows up and they both beat the shit out of him. And Sabaki, who's a trained fighter, is secretly shocked by Bosun's fighting prowess. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, you know, just walking back uh, next to each other, fighting about who's the better fighter. Yep. But, like, I guess Bosun was like, when they were like talking about fighting, Bosun was like not really having any of it. But Tsubaki was thinking, like, Bosun was trying to, like, psych him out and, like, hide his powers. Yeah, well, and during the so, fight, they both, like, messed up. Like, when Tsubaki hit the guy, it's because he, like, tripped. And then Bosun, like, I don't know, like, dodged and, like, threw the guy to the side. But I think it was also he, like, slipped or something like that, too. Like, yeah, yeah they both, like, I don't know, fumbled it. <laughs> <laughs> once again like this was kind of like this was like okay it was a pretty good chapter but mm-hmm. once again was kind of just like another chapter that we'll see later is like just kind of meant to set up another plot point that happens later yeah which well you know not to like skip ahead too much but i will say the like kind of in hindsight after reading you know kind of the you know what this ties into it like, I, I feel like it was actually, like, pretty clever the way that, you know, yeah. this was kind of used to foreshadow that, right? Like, you don't think mm-hmm. about it at all in the moment. Like, when I was reading this, I was like, oh, it's just, like, a one-off chapter about, you know, like, Bosun and uh, Subaki, But then it actually, like, yeah. you know, kind of plays a key role. Um, yeah, so I do think Shinohara that, like, that was actually pretty Matsui good. Matsui are both 
masters of like making sure you pay attention to every specific mm-hmm. detail because it'll show up 50 chapters later <laughs> yep exactly <laughs> but yeah this was like a pretty good i feel like this was the worst chapter in terms of translation so mm-hmm. any any sort of animosity have towards this chapter has nothing to do with shidohara himself <laughs> it was just abysmally translated yep mm-hmm uh, so in chapter 75, Bosun attempts and fails a ramen restaurant's eating challenge and feels ashamed about it. Uh, this chapter kind of reminded me of when I was a kid, I used to watch Man vs. Food all the time <laughs> on the Travel Channel. Yep. <laughs> this reminded me of the sort of like contest they had to like do on that show. Um, so they flash forward to school the next day, and Himeko brings a giant tub of cow-shaped cookies into class, which the softball captain devours in minutes. Esketan decide to enter her in the contest the next day. She quickly eats the entire bowl in like a half hour, but she can't bring herself to bring the uh, to eat the boiled egg at the bottom of the bowl, which is her least favorite food. Bosun convinces her that the egg is a softball and tells her to <laughs> knock it out of the park and close her eyes. And unfortunately, uh, even though she closes her eyes and believes in herself, she pukes as soon as she swallows the egg and they lose the contest. This was like a, this is a fun chapter. Yeah, yeah, I liked this one. Kind of inconsequential this one, but mm-hmm. it was fun. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, I have to say, I'm kind of with her. I'm not a, a boiled egg person either. It, they're um, kind of repulsive. Um, <laughs> yeah, can't do it. Can't do the the texture and the sliminess. So you know, I'm I'm with you, softball captain. Yeah, I I do like the softball captain as a character. Mm-hmm. I kind of the like say like hey captain and i kind of like forget that, yeah like who she is every time she appears mm-hmm. but she's always a fun character yep no i agree. I think she's kind of just like the in a character or a series full of like very bizarre individuals she's kind of the like straight man yeah she's just a, yeah she's just a normal person <laughs> yeah but i guess she can eat a lot <laughs> <laughs> All right, and so uh, here, chapter seventy six, we start with a f- sort of another like mini arc. Mm-hmm. So, uh, substitute teacher Remy's old TV studio is looking for three actors to play mascots on her former educational program with a different host. The Skedan accept the job and snoop around on the set on their break, and they end up, uh, you know, while they're just like chilling in the break room, they end up getting stuck in their costumes. Mm-hmm. A uh, staffer accidentally locks them in a shed and they're unable to open the door because their costumes don't have like real arms or opposable thumbs. Yeah, the, the arms are like super long, so they're like their hands don't extend to the hands of the, the costumes <laughs> and stuff. Yeah. They, they devise a sort of like MacGyver esque plan to use a magnifying glass to light a match on fire, transfer it to a paper fan, light a whole package of magnets on fire, pick up the magnets using one of the costume's metal sword, use the magnet to pick up the scissors, and then use the handle of the scissors to turn the lock on the door. Yep. Um, absolutely like insane plan here. I was going to say, this, what an uh, outrageous plan. <laughs> yeah, this, this also felt very similar to something you would see in assassination classroom <laughs> mm-hmm. yep i actually yeah i i liked this uh like this setup quite a bit though um i, I do like there's a moment here where they mentioned like switch can't talk at all because he can't use his computer inside <laughs> yeah. this suit so i like how you know i think it was one of my gripes i don't know a while back about how like 
his joke with the computer it's almost like forgotten about because it just you know it just yeah. kind of like happens so often so like i forget that he's supposed to have like this robot voice so i like that that like actually played a part in this chapter like it was a it was a real limitation you know yeah and i love the designs for each of these costumes we see the uh specter one earlier <laughs> uh-huh. but there's also one that looks like <laughs> just like a hideous looking like gorilla with really long arms <laughs> and then another one that looks like a ghost that would be a villain in a kirby game mm-hmm. but yep and it was really fun to see these mascots in action mm-hmm. and i will say this chapter two gave me like so much claustrophobia from them like stuck in the costumes inside this thing or whatever and can't get out it's like just reading it my heart is like racing <laughs> yeah it actually felt like legitimately intense yeah, especially because of how convoluted the actual plan for escape uh-huh. was it's almost like you know i don't know if you do this but like if you're watching a movie and the character's like trapped underwater or something i'll like catch myself like also holding my breath yeah. like, oh, shit, i can't breathe <laughs> yeah this uh this felt like an escape room concept uh-huh. here like <laughs> Oh man, that'd be a very, good escape room. You put fun. everyone yeah. in costumes and they'll be like, now watch your way out. <laughs> yeah, like some, someone needs to um, make this uh, reality or something. Seems unhygienic, oh, but so- you can probably make it work. <laughs> yeah. So beginning of chapter 77, we get like a little, uh, we get a little recap of the story. Mm-hmm. I love the chibi versions of the Sket Dance <laughs> cast that you see on the first page here. Yep. Great drawing. Um, so they set the plane in motion and it immediately uh, starts breaking down from the jump. <laughs> They're able to use the pom-poms on Himeko's uh, costume to start a fire, though. So they're able to like use that instead of the fan. Mm-hmm. But then they try to light the box of magnets on fire. And unfortunately, it just like sets the floor and yeah. the walls of the shed on fire. <laughs> then the magnets eventually do open. And they take the sword and put it over the magnet. But the sword's made out of aluminum, so it won't pick the magnets up. <laughs> Bosun's suit eventually just, like, starts catching on fire. <laughs> so he grabs a fishing pole and uses that to pick up the scissors. Mm-hmm. But before they can, like, undo the lock, the entire shack just, like, explodes. Because there's a box of dynamite <laughs> in there. And they're able to escape in this, like, blaze of glory. <laughs> And the final page of their escape just looks awesome. It's, it's like incredible. In yeah, my <laughs> arc these, is like the... melting costumes. Yeah, or I have a note here that's just it is the best sket dance panel, like far and away of them like walking from the flame. <laughs> yeah, it's it's incredible. <laughs> my it might actually have been my like favorite arc in the series, even though it's just two chapters. Yep. Like it's it's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it <laughs> this one's it's so good yeah that panel of them just walking from the explosion is great and <laughs> like just the whole thing is just pure insanity there's most that says even if the fire is on my back i'll get the scissors and like that is kind of cool <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah there's so many yeah. crazy moments in this one That's live one dynamite like in the an- shed <laughs> yeah that's another thing you see a lot in uh, Skedan, or not just Skedan, but like Shidahara stuff in general, mm-hmm. where somebody will be like doing something completely insane, and then one of the characters will be like, you know, you actually look really cool right now, like, keep going. <laughs> yeah. Like, actually, this is sick. Yeah. 
So uh, chapter 78, it starts off, uh, it's another one of those chapters where like something absolutely just like insane happens and they do like a tonal shift to something totally mundane. Mm -hmm. We got Himeko uh, in the club room. She's looking at a magazine and thinking about what sort of uh, what sort of stuff she wants to do with her life career-wise after graduation. And then suddenly Robin bursts into the club room, literally tearing through the pages of the <laughs> manga itself. Mm -hmm. Another fourth wall break here. And she shows uh, the Sketan that her artwork won honorable mention in a shoujo like, jump-style magazine. And she was actually able to get a one-shot publication. So we get a preview of like the first five pages of her one shot, which is drawn in her typical like amateur, <laughs> terrible <Atrocious> style. <laughs> style. And at first, it's just like one shojo cliche after another, like somebody running with toast in their mouth, being mm -hmm. like, "I'm a typical like eighth grade student. I'm late for school," and then. Uh, it eventually just becomes like absolutely insane. There's like aliens coming out of the sky. Yep. Um, Dragon Ball Z style like <laughs> villains and fights. And uh, then at the end, we see Himeko trying to like start up her own manga series, which Bosun sees and like makes fun of her for. Yes, no, you've misunderstood. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I thought this, uh, this was, a, was pretty fun. Yeah, yeah, I like this one quite a bit. I, I like the uh, I like anytime we get manga inside the manga. Yeah, and although I think Roman's like really hit or miss character, when we actually see her like uh, her like attempts at drawing manga, it's really fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a good uh, like joke for her. Not the times when she's just like thrown in as like this damsel in distress in the weird like otherworldly chapters or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, she's a lot better uh, in these moments. So in uh, chapter 79, it starts off with Himeko uh, yet again fighting another group of just like dudes on the street. And she saves, uh, she saves like a underclassman guy whose horoscope told him that he would fall in love with a mysterious blonde woman holding something blue. The guy is, like, a super creepy stalker and comes on way too strong mm -hmm. and tries to ask her out. So Himeko lies to him and tells him that she has a boyfriend. Switch catches wind of everything and tries to set her up on a movie date with Bosun and plans to have the weird guy walk past and see them together. But unfortunately, uh, she can't muster the nerve to ask him. This one was a, like, I guess it's another arc. This mm -hmm. one was kind of fun. I think the translation messed things up a little bit or yeah. just, like, made it seem really awkward. Mm -hmm. um, there's one part where uh, Switch is, like, sending Bosun an email about, like, because, like, Himeko asks uh, Bosun to go, like, hang out at the movies and Switch, or Bosun emails Switch and is like, hey, you want to go with us? Yeah. And he immediately <laughs> takes back. Himeko's like, yeah, she's like, you got a male bro. Yeah. To it. <laughs> and then switches like super long text that he sent immediately says, thank you for inviting me to go to the movies. Going to the movies as the Skedan. Threesome sounds awesome. But even though you went through the trouble of inviting me, I can't go. <laughs> like, 
<laughs> this is like a horrible translation of that text. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, there's some, yeah, some weird stuff with the uh, the translation in in this volume for sure. Yeah, but it is a fun chapter. Uh, see, like Hameko's struggle to be able to ask him to like hang out outside of the club mm-hmm. room. Um, so then we end up like seeing them go out on their date in this final chapter of the volume mm-hmm. and right off the bat Himeko and Busun are both wearing the same shirt that has like the Skechans logo on it I just want to point out too Bosun's outfit is incredible Is he's wearing like a zip up jacket over top of the Skechan shirt and also like are these capris or just like really long <laughs> short like is he supposed to be in Limp Biscuit? Like, I'm not sure what's going on with his outfit here. Yeah. Yeah, his, his sandals look really weird, too. It looks like, it looks like women's, like, gladiator sandals. Uh-huh. Yeah, they're very... They're, what, yeah, why do they have a strap around the ankles? Yeah. And Himeko's outfit is very, like, 2000... Like, Y2K, like, Paris Hilton-style uh-huh. outfit. I don't know what color it is, but if it's pink, it yep. looks extremely <laughs> whack. But anyway, they have, like... They go to the mall and just, like, totally awkward. The date's kind of <laughs> a weird disaster. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, Switch uh, takes this weird, like, freshman stalker with him to like tag along and he's trying to devise whether or not they're like actually going out or not yeah but it turns out that bosun like spills the beans he's like yeah we're not going out we've known each other since freshman year and so yeah Meko is really just not able to get this weird dude <laughs> off of her back um there's a i don't know if this is a translation thing but on page 10 of this one the guy that is like trying to get with Himeko or whatever says something. He said like, um, what is it? Switch is talking to him and says something like, uh, even if there are a couple real guys, wouldn't walk into a lady shop because it's pretty embarrassing. And the guy says, not really. Even my girlfriend and I go into Western clothing stores together. Yeah. So this guy, yeah does this guy have a girlfriend too? Like, where was that mentioned? I'm <laughs> so confused. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if that was like some, I don't know, some weird translation thing that it just got, like, it turned out that way. Or if this guy is supposed to be like, you know, cheating on his girlfriend as well. <laughs> like, I, didn't hear, I don't remember that being mentioned. <laughs> yeah, just uh, could not figure out what was going on there. <laughs> yeah, uh, CXC scans needs to do better. This is... yep. Yeah, yeah, we this is this is light work. Yeah, we we appreciate the translation at all, but you know we can uh, let's let's get an editor. I'll I'll look yeah. over the I'll look over the translation for you and be like, hey, this does not sound like English. Yeah, see, like I feel like now that like it's basically translated, I feel like even if you don't have access to the original text, like, some of this is just, like, so, like, broken. Yeah. But I feel like just through context alone, you could just edit it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, we need to... Yeah, well, what we really need is the actual official, like, translation of, uh, of Skip exactly. Dance. Like, come on, Viz Media. <laughs> yeah, sure. Let's get it together. I'm looking at their, like, little advertisement at the end of this chapter. It says, uh, we're looking for cleaners, typesetters, and translators. Welcome any other position as well. Any experience levels welcome, noob or pro. 
translators that apply can request a series that would like to work. Um, they would like to work on it. So I guess the noobs are working on this one. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I need to apply to CXC scans. Yeah, I'll I'll fix the I'll fix the next series we do. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, like I guess they have translators. We just need a localization team. Yes, exactly. Yeah, they need. Yeah, on honestly, like uh, it sounds almost like someone translated to English, where English is also like their second language kind of deal, right? Yeah. Like this is like some French dude translated it, and then like <laughs> is yeah, like is still competent in English, like, but is it like is not native English, right? Like. Yeah. yeah, I feel like these people aren't really translating it, and they're just like plugging it into Google Translate <laughs> and they're just like putting See it in word get. for word. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. All right. Well, do you have any other volume nine notes? Do we want to move over into into volume ten? Uh, yeah. Let's let's go ahead and move over. Let's see uh, what the volume ten. I like to make, see what the like volume cover art looks like mm, real quick because mm-hmm. like volume nine. I don't know if you saw the cover for that one. Uh-uh. It looks very wish watch. Like it's got the oh. pastel color palette, a lot of pink and blue. Mm-hmm. Um, for some reason, we have a Mecco in a swimsuit in the cover <laughs> next to everybody else, which is interesting stylistic choice. <laughs> is everyone else also wearing a swimsuit? No. <laughs> <laughs> And then it, uh, so that one's got the super flat, like, pastel colors you usually see in Witch Watch. Mm-hmm. And then for chapter 10, we see this one of, like, Bosu. It looks like he's in, like, grade school here with Hameko <laughs> and Switch. So, like, even though this is a flashback, mm-hmm. there's, like, a flashback in this volume, this flash is, like, further back than that. Interesting. And it's a pretty cool drawing. It looks like it's uh, colored in with colored pencil or crayon. Oh, uh, that's cool. But it looks really neat. Hmm. Yeah, I'll have to I'll have to <laughs> check those out after this. Yeah, I wonder if uh, the volume nine one, if his uh, his brother in law, um, the Ayakashi Triangle guy, was uh, in his ear on that one. <laughs> He's like, we need more fan service yeah. out of you. <laughs> well, I've noticed because I'm like looking at like the full. Um, just like the full list of volume covers and there's like a surprising amount of like fan service <laughs> covers in this series which is weird because there's like almost none in the series yeah. itself mm-hmm. yeah it's definitely like yeah it's very tame even by like a lot of like weekly show and jump series standards yeah, and stuff, he's right? definitely like <laughs> he's definitely like sales dipped in this last volume you gotta get people <laughs> picking this up again. yep uh-huh all right. Well, volume ten, we basically get a whole another like whole volume arc. This time we yeah, get this one's a, massive. Yeah, this time we get uh, Boson's backstory. But so chapter eighty one starts. Uh, Boson drops his wallet carrying about like five the equivalent of five hundred uh, like U S dollars um, on his way to go buy a video camera, and he's naturally very sad about it. Um, he runs into Haru and Akane along the way to report it to the police. Um, just side note, were we introduced to Haru and Akane prior to this chapter? I did not remember these characters, and he sees them as just like, hey, what's up, guys? Yeah, <laughs> right? Like that really confused me, and the only reason I recognized them was because in the anime, they actually appear in some of these episodes, like oh. between scenes. But I think they may have only ever been, like, maybe in one 
manga chapter. Okay. Because at first I was like, who are these people? Yeah. I was going to say, they're just like... I thought they were supposed to be his childhood friends, but then they're like, mm-hmm. oh, it's actually his, like his family. Yeah, I couldn't tell what was going on either. And then, yeah, like I didn't know who these characters were. And then he's just talking to him like, you know, like we've like like they're switching Himeko almost. <laughs> yeah, that was... <laughs> I don't know what was going on there. Yeah. But so he runs into Haruna Kane along his way to, you know, report this missing wall to the police. Um, and while walking with Akane, Bosun uh, saves a little kid from being hit by a car. Um, he's rewarded with like a, I think it's like a bouncy ball, I guess. Um, <laughs> yeah. Which he then, you know, drops the bouncy ball and it ends up hitting an old lady and knocking her over. She forces Bosun to uh, carry her home, where uh, he's then rewarded with a Kensetsu Man doll, which... Um, I don't know what the actual character's name is, but this looks like, a, is it like Kinikuman or something like that? Is that what that character Yeah, the wrestling like? dude with like the yeah. big lips. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it looks like that. Um, but th- so then they run into a guy who wants the Kansetsu doll, but it turns out that that guy has Bosun's wallet and spent all the money on a video camera, uh, naturally the exact same one that Bosun was going to buy. So uh, Bosun takes... Uh, so, you know, Boston gets the camera back in the wallet and all that, and then ends up taking videos of like Hiharu and Akane and thinks about the old videos that he would watch of his parents, which is what leads us into uh, the, the Boson backstory arc. Um, yeah, it was a pretty fun chapter, I mm-hmm. think. Uh, he's always, before he starts a really serious chapter, he always like does a goofy chapter that segues like super yeah at the end there's like into it yeah at the end it's like you know someone thinking about the past or whatever yeah the super ball thing made me laugh because i i remember doing something like that as a kid one time my parents <laughs> i was like at old navy with my parents uh-huh. and they used to have like uh one of those like gumball machines that had toys i guess a gotcha yeah. machine mm-hmm. at old navy and i remember like a, one of those like mini super balls came out of it and I was like bouncing on the ground and I, I hit an old lady in the face with it I remember like occasionally I'll be like I'll just be like laying in bed like now and like think about how embarrassing that was um, but also I did like this like weird like uh, weeb otaku character mm-hmm that appears near the end. Yep. And I like how he's like, so I'll just trade you the, the video camera in your wallet for the doll, right? And they're like, no. <laughs> you stole the wallet from me. Like, we're getting the camera and the doll. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. But yeah. Haru or... Um, I forget. Is it Akane, Akane or Haru, the sister? Yeah. I like Akane a lot. I mm-hmm. wish she were, like, introduced in a way that made any sort of sense. But yeah. she's a fun character. Yeah. Yeah. I liked... Yeah, I like this chapter. It just needed like some other introduction to these characters because I had no clue who they were, and then all of a sudden it's like, yeah, we're you know longtime friends, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and just like yeah, nothing and then else. It's also doubly confusing too because like he's watching this home video, and then his mom's friend is named Haru. Yes, yeah, and his mom's name is Akane, I think. Like I think they have oh, the same, right. I think they have the same names in in yeah and then his name is Ryo, his dad's name is Ryosuke too which is his name yes yeah it is extremely uh, confusing <laughs> yeah but so yeah like I guess he's trying to like set some sort of like a weird 
like symbolism thing up but it's, mm-hmm. yeah it's a little convoluted especially once again when this is not being translated by the best of the best yeah exactly but so on chapter 82 we get the start of the uh the backstory where uh boson finds a bunch of like vhs tapes of his parents and starts watching them until his mom comes home and uh just like freaks out on him she hides all the tapes but boson ends up going through a photo album and discovers something weird he confronts his mom about it saying the picture was of her two months before he was born but she uh doesn't look pregnant in the photo um yeah, so my notes here are Boston's parents and friends look just like Akane and Haru, so it's extremely yeah. confusing. Like, I couldn't, and his dad looks just like him, so I couldn't tell, like, like, I wasn't sure at first if this was a flashback, if this was, like, in real time. Like, I didn't know what we were really doing here. <laughs> yeah. But then it's like his, his sister's name is Rumi, so. Yeah. I don't know. I guess like it's like Haru Rumi or Ruby Haru. Sometimes the like first mm. and last name mm-hmm. stuff is weird too. Yeah. <laughs> like looking um, but despite the confusion, yeah, I'm like, this is a cool chapter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like all of the drawings of like people in the past and some cool outfits. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say yeah, lots of good, really lots cool. of good clothing in this one. Yeah, the art like the art has like incrementally leveled up volume by volume and it looks awesome in this entire art. Mm-hmm. Um moving into chapter 83, uh one the color page for this one is uh pretty cool, but Boson has like red hair in it. Um <laughs> and in every other like color You're page right. he's depicted with black hair, so it didn't a little confused on that as well, but uh, yeah, he, he's also not wearing. Um, the he's hat. also not wearing his hat. So is this yeah. supposed to be like replacing his hat? It oh, says, maybe. This finally the. This is like more bad translation here. It says finally the warm bosun's past, the perfect expression of gratitude in color. The yarn spins, and each of every one of them into the present. <laughs> Yeah, this... Like, what? Yeah, <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> the color is cool, though. It looks like mm-hmm. he's, like... He almost he's, like, marker to color the shadow in. Yeah, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely looks... Yeah, he's using a Crayola marker or something for this one. <laughs> yeah, very cool. Um, So, for chapter 83, uh, Boson's mom uh, kind of tells the uh, tells the story. Um. And I'm going to use mom in quotation marks because she, Haru, and Bosun's father were not the not the other Haru, the, the <laughs> new Haru, I guess. She, Haru, and Bosun's father were all friends, but Haru and Bosun's dad got married. And while Haru was going into labor, Bosun's dad was uh, like running, trying to hail a taxi, but died in an accident. At the same time, Haru and Akane uh, were hit by a car, and Haru died giving birth to uh, Bosun. Um, I'm just gonna kind of like move through like oh, a lot yeah, of the rest right. of this, this arc, and then just yeah, just like yeah. interject if you have some note about like a chapter or something. So we'll just kind of yeah. cruise through the rest of the chapters. <laughs> um, so in chapter 84, Boson runs away from home and just roams the streets uh, until he ends up at the site of his father's death. There, he gets beaten up by some uh, delinquents. 
Because, I mean, why, why <laughs> would he? all that happens. <laughs> yeah. I'm serious. Like, this is, like, there needs to be, a like, a beat-em-up style arcade game based dance. on Sked Dance. Because, like, it's more dangerous to live in the Sked Dance universe than it is in the Dragon Ball Z universe. Like, any, any day you could just get, like, beaten within an inch of your life. I would have taken my chances in the assassination classroom knowing that Koro Sensei was going to explode and, like, destroy the planet than live in the, exactly. in the Sked Dance universe where you just get beaten up by, like, gangs all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this guy's just walking streets and gets beat up. But, yeah, so he gets beat up by some delinquent um but he gets saved by just like some random guy um however it just so happens that the guy that saved him from being hit by a car or the guy that saved boson uh was the was saved from being hit by a car by boson's dad when he was five years old and he comes to that spot every year on the anniversary of that day and he gives boson the gift that boson's dad was holding um outrageous coincidence in this chapter i have (laughs) to say um and this, yeah, this I guess because this whole series of chapters is just like one outrageous <laughs> coincidence after another. Yeah, to be but I guess I'll I'll sort of like re-explain some of the chapter because I I think it's kind of confusing in the moment. But so basically, yeah. this kid when he was five, or this this guy that saves Boson from being beaten up by the delinquents when he was five, he gets saved by Boson's dad, who like you know dove out in front of a car to like you know push him out of the road kind of deal, like Boson did in uh, like a couple chapters ago. But Boson's dad died, and like he was carrying a a present, um, and so I guess this guy like picked up the you know he he got the the present or something like that, and then he comes back there every single year to, to like pay homage to it or something. I don't yeah. something like that. But yeah, that, it's a little yeah that that's much. yeah that's sort of what I uh, kind of like worked it to to be. I guess I, I think I got it right now. <laughs> yeah. Um. But so in chapter 85, Boson reads the note uh, that his dad wrote to his mom and him. Uh, it talks about how he hopes that Boson grows up to be someone that helps people. Um, Boson's like really angry about this and sees a kid getting beaten up by the same delinquents from earlier. <laughs> um, and so Boson, he's like, you know, kind of debating. He's like, you know, kind of deal with it yourself. But then Boson eventually springs into action saying that his name is Sket. And takes the beating. Yeah, I don't get what that was about. <laughs> no I think sense. it was some sort of like, some sort of like nickname based on his like a shortening of his own name. I didn't really. Yeah, I didn't. Because I thought Sket was supposed to stand for like support, kindness, encouragement. Yeah, and I was gonna say. Yeah, it's an acronym. But he just jumps in. It's like my name is Sket. But sure. Yeah. <laughs> Also, I was thinking about this because watching the anime, they like show the acronym and the theme song. Uh-huh. But when did they ever like tell us what Sket stood for in the manga? Was it like in the first chapter? I want to say the first chapter that ever or the one shot, yeah. maybe. I feel like it is explained at some point. Yeah. But maybe not. Maybe it's only ever explained in the theme song or something. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. Um,. But so then after that, the two kind of part ways, but the other kid says, uh, like, you know, Boson kind of taking this beating has given him some strength, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, another kind of, I don't know, strangish chapter, uh, more delinquent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, but so in chapter 86, Boson returns home and kind of makes up with his mom and sister. Uh, we flash forward to the present day and we get a school festival where the class is holding a maid cafe and a mysterious man appears in the very uh, last panel. Um, yeah, so yeah, I guess I sort of skipped over part of it, but like, yeah, what happens is um, when Boson's actual mom died, uh, Akane, I guess, like, takes him and is like, I'll I'll raise this kid now because it was like, you know, my two best friends kid. Um, my only note on that is like, will they really just let someone's friend like take the kid? I don't think that's how it, yeah. I don't think that's how it works, right? <laughs> like you can't just be like, oh, these two people were my friends, so I'm going to raise their child. Like I think there's some other mm-hmm. like uh order of operations you have to go through <laughs> to get yeah. to that point. But you know, whatever. I remember when I was talking about that uh interview with Shinohara in our like intro episode, mm-hmm. he said something about how he wanted to be like a novelist before he wanted to be a manga artist. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it really showed here, but I think sometimes the stuff doesn't necessarily work as well in a serialized, like, yeah. 15, 20 chapter a week context. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And I also want to make a note, too. By this point, we also have a different scandalation group. We have DJ Arms. Um, it is much yeah, better. Yeah, it gets better. <laughs> yeah, much yeah. easier to follow uh, this time. But yeah, shout out dj arms they don't even have like a advertisement here they just get it mm-hmm. done yep they're professional with it exactly yeah they've got their yeah i like how they've got crew listed down here yeah shout out dj and his arms yeah another thing too this is just like a little introduction or interjection uh-huh. but i'm glad that we're getting another uh, school festival arc yep one thing you see in all these like school festival arcs is like maid cafes. Is, is that a thing they really like do? <laughs> Seems like, very inappropriate for uh, like a yeah, high school. But you see it all. Yeah, you see it all the time in like manga and anime. I can't mm-hmm. tell if this is like a real thing or just the like artists yeah. trying to like <laughs> do fancer. It, it's a mm-hmm. uh, bizarre. Yeah, I need to know. Yeah, if if like. Yeah, I'm curious how much of these, like, school tropes are actually real things and how much of them are just, like, you know, the media – or not the media, but, like, you know, manga and, like, movies and TV shows just sort of, like, building upon themselves, right? Because I feel like we have stuff like that over here where it's, like, you know, these high schools have these same exact tropes. And it's, like, that doesn't happen or whatever, you know, like, yeah. stuff like that. So, well, yeah. Okay, according to um, – let's see. I actually just looked this up. According to Anime News Network, okay. someone asked, uh, I was wondering if Japanese school cultural festivals are really a thing and if they have things like maid cafes and haunted houses. So it looks like all schools have one. Elementary schools usually put on a play. Okay. So that, that checks out. Yep. Um, so this one uh, looks like they do put on like cafes, haunted houses, and concerts. Okay. They didn't really answer the specific questions. Mm-hmm. This forum post here says that they don't really do maid cafes. Okay. Though. That makes sense. Yeah. And someone said, uh, I've never actually seen one before. 
but I wouldn't necessarily be surprised if I did. In regards to Meg Cafe? Yeah. Okay. And then another person said, um, I went to an all-boys school and we did one. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Fair enough. The the all-boys made cafe. That sounds like the title of a manga series. Oh, man, it does. Yeah. Like that that would pop off on... uh, Yep. I guess manga plus or whatever. Mm, yep, without a doubt. <laughs> <laughs> that would that would be like another one of those things where it like debuts and it's like the the highly anticipated one shot gets its serialized debut. And then the series itself is like extremely inappropriate and problematic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um all right, so moving into chapter 87. At the school festival, uh, Bosun's mom and sister come to visit and talk to Switch and Himeko. Uh, and then Bosun is approached by the mysterious man who reveals himself to be the doctor that crashed into his mom's car but also <laughs> delivered him. He reveals to Bosun that he has another blood relative, a twin brother or sister. Um, a lot happens in this chapter. Before we really kind of get yes. into it, I have to say I do like Boson's friends like interacting normally with his mom and sister. I think that's cool. It makes it yeah. feel like they actually like hang out together outside of school and are really friends. Because I feel yeah. like we only ever see them in the really, club room is, and stuff. Yeah. So yeah, I, I like that. I don't know. It seems like they are like actually a part of each other's lives. Yeah, this usually. Um, obviously, it's not like actually his real mom, but like yeah. it's his like surrogate mother. But usually you don't even see, like, parents of any sort active in manga characters' lives. Mm-hmm. So that's that's kind of refreshing. Yeah. Because, like, in a similar series, like, K-On! where you, like, it's, like, about a club and friends and you see them, like, go over to each other's houses. Mm-hmm. I feel like we don't see anybody's parents in that No, series. not at all. No. Well, and that's pretty, like, I was going to say, I think typical. we talked about it last episode or something uh yui's dad is like only in it as like a in a background of like one of the movies yeah, or something movie, i think when they when they're like getting on the plane yeah yeah so yeah cool we actually like get uh you know active parents in sket dance yeah um but yeah also the person who crashes into Bosun's mom is also a doctor, but was also like fine enough after like this fatal <laughs> car crash to then deliver like, the baby. Like, <laughs> yeah, why did it have to be like? Honestly, this dude needs to be locked up. This was like a hit and run case. He literally <laughs> like just murdered somebody and then went to work. And then like, yeah, <laughs> this dude uh, is just married to the grind. Yeah, this is crazy. <laughs> And then, yeah, also tells Bosun he has a twin brother or sister. Um, so then in chapter 88, uh, the doctor tells Bosun that he raised Bosun's twin brother and that they have already met. Bosun deduces that it is Subaki, and uh, he's correct. Um, we get a flashback to the day of the birth, and Bosun's mom tells the doctor to take care of the babies. She hadn't told Akane that, the, that there were... Uh, two because she knew that Akane wouldn't be able to take care of both of them. So mm. yeah, more like a uh, crazy uh, setups for this too. Like, <laughs> uh, 
yeah. yeah. Bosun's mom, like, telling the doctor to take care of both of them because she's like, if I, I'm not going to tell. So she didn't tell Akane that she was having twins, I guess, in yeah. the <laughs> event that she died giving birth so that Akane wouldn't try to take care of both kids. <laughs> Yeah, this is <laughs> who plans for that. Something who's like I'm gonna yeah. have I'm gonna have twins, but I'm not going to tell my friend because if I die in the process, she's not gonna be able to take care of two kids. <laughs> yeah. One thing I thought was cool about this chapter that's completely unrelated to the story itself was that the scan leaders just like put the cover of this issue of Shonen Jump. Yeah, that was cool in the scan, mm-hmm. which um. Yeah, they. I kind of wish they did this for every chapter. Mm-hmm. It would be interesting to see like the progression of these cover pages. But I think this is the uh, debut of Madaka Box, from what I could tell. Oh, interesting. Which I've I've never seen or read. No, I haven't either before. But I've heard of it. It looked kind of looks kind of cool. Is it on the? <laughs> is it on the Viz app? I don't know if it is or not. Yeah, I think it's it's not on the actual. Like Shonen Jump one, but it's on the Viz app. Oh, gotcha. Like the like for purchase. Okay, I see. Like you can buy the digital volumes and stuff, but not with mm. the subscription. Gotcha. Yeah, hmm. I think uh, the girl on the cover was a playable character in uh, J Stars <laughs> on the PS3, which I always bring up because that was like my first. Because Skeptan is actually they're like support characters in that game. That checks <laughs> so that's out. That's where I first heard about them as well. <laughs> interesting yeah i need to i've not played any of those like the j stars games and i heard that the the most recent one for the like the ps4 and stuff is just atrocious i think they actually shut the the servers down for the one i played too (laughs) it's only cool because of all of the characters Uh it's fun to just like match them up but yeah it's not a good fighting game at all fair enough um in chapter 89, we continue the flashback with the doctor deciding to take care of Sasuke, who is, uh, ends up being Subaki. He and his wife hadn't been able to have a child, and his father was pressuring, pressuring him to find an heir to the hospital. He apologizes to Bosun profusely, but Bosun seems uh, pretty chill and just tells him to kind of like leave him alone. Uh, at the end of the chapter, Subaki comes to the festival and meets with Bosun face to face. Yeah, more wild stuff from the doctor here. Uh, steals a kid uh, from this <laughs> because he couldn't have his own. Seems highly illegal. Don't think you're allowed to do that. <laughs> yeah, this dude is insane. Like, I don't blame Bosu for being like, I don't even want to talk to you. Yeah, he's like, you stole my brother. <laughs> and not me. Like, <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> crazy crazy stuff from the uh from the doctor here yeah um in chapter 90 subaki and bosun talk to each other and agree to kind of just keep things uh normal keep them the way they are uh bosun tells the sket dan um and they encourage him to speak with subaki again but the two are uh really awkward we see akane watching one of the videos uh that implies that she had already kind of known about the other sibling because i guess in the video it's uh it's Haru saying something about like having uh, like two kids or two babies or something like yeah. that. So yeah, Bosun like wasn't going to tell his mom or wasn't going to tell Akane his, you know, uh, fake mom, I guess. Um, but, uh, 
but she had already kind of known or something something like that um yeah uh <laughs> i i liked this art this a lot overall yeah. but it, yeah it's uh it, it's kind of intense this is it's a pretty crazy convoluted arc <laughs> and yeah. i think it's I implied this. too that subaki is the kid that bosom protects from like the delinquents i think is yeah. what it's trying to say too i love the um the scene where uh, Subaki and Bosun like confront each other, and it looks like they're like dogs because they're sniffing. It looks yeah. like they're sniffing each other, just <laughs> kind of like walking in circles. <laughs> Very weird dynamic between the two. Mm-hmm. Yep, and I there's a part in this one too where Subaki says something like, two years ago I realized the truth and decided to become stronger while there were other certain <laughs> factors. So I think we're going to get the, the Subaki backstory at some point as well based on this uh, like yeah. other certain factors too. So <laughs> yeah, I, I think oh, I think Subaki's next in line for the uh, the volume long volume long art. Yeah. Um, also want to mention too, the art in this last chapter is super clean like i think it, yeah, i feel like we've great. said it quite a bit but like the art is definitely like leveled up you know like yeah he's... this is where he gets to witch watch level or at mm-hmm. least um astro lost in space level yeah like he's been yeah this the show's been running for like two years at this point so yeah he's definitely like kind of hit his stride art art wise yeah when when you go back to the first like volume it's it's pretty rough Mm -hmm. you don't usually see uh you don't usually see people improve this much over time yeah Uh, Mm -hmm. it kind of reminds me of mashal's run because like i feel like mashal is at a similar level with its art and when you go Mm -hmm. back to the first couple mashal arcs like they're pretty rough yeah i haven't or at least like he's not mm-hmm. really trying to like he's not as ambitious or confident yet because the characters are all pretty just like flat almost like chibi looking yeah well and the fight scenes and stuff are not nearly as good as they are like later in in mashal like the, yeah, the early some, ones like, are the best fights mm-hmm. out right now yeah like the early ones are way more just like rudimentary or like you know it's someone punching with just like a bunch of speed lines around it whereas now it's like you know you'd see that same scene but it's got like a crazy background and there's like monsters and kind of stuff attacking things (laughs) yeah the guy who does martial art i feel like is on a similar trajectory to shinohara because i feel like he also did not expect his like gag series to Mm -hmm take off like this because i feel like sket dan was originally supposed to just be like a gag series that lasted for 50 chapters and then once he reached that mark he's like okay now we gotta like, come up with some backstory <laughs> exactly c tier characters mm-hmm. and that's what happened with mashal like it's two arcs worth of just like harry potter parodies and cream puff jokes yep <laughs> and now it's like he's like oh my, my, all, like, my series is gonna live <laughs> Yeah, this is like Mashal is basically having like Naruto level battles mm-hmm. and like powers and stuff like that. Yep. All right. Do you have any other notes on these, or do you want to move into uh, our uh, what went wells and that sort of thing? Yeah. Okay. Let's, let's I do it. I uh, realized I did not uh, actually put my notes down for the what went wells and stuff, so I'm just gonna be uh, I'm just flying blind on these. We're just gonna see what oh, yeah, we're just same. gonna see what happens. Um, I thought great 
like we said before, this isn't even going to be like one of my actual ones, but like mm-hmm. great art in this series or this like series of chapters. Yeah. Um, my first what went well is I feel like the zaniness of the series has reached like a new peak here. Mm-hmm. Um, even though like I felt like uh, volume nine wasn't necessarily like the peak of the series, I felt like the gags were like fully formed and felt like absolutely insane mm-hmm. the arc with the uh the costumes the the costumes <laughs> is very underrated yep mm-hmm. um seeing that plan like for one like coming up with the plan was really <laughs> impressive but then coming up with a equally convoluted way for the plan to fail was really fun yep mm-hmm. yeah my uh my first moment well is i think we had sort of this was maybe one for last episode too, but uh, I really kind of noticed it in this one too. But the one-off chapters are way better than they were like early in the series. Um, yeah, I don't feel like they're like any of the chapters in volumes nine or ten are like weak chapters or ones where I was like, you know, just like groaning halfway through, like you know, let's get this over <laughs> with. Even if they're not, you know, like I think the it's not the one-off chapter, but like the um the arc of like uh. Himeko and Bosun like going to the movies or whatever or she's got like the the stalker guy kind of deal isn't like a great arc but like it's still fine and serviceable like there there yeah. were no none of like the the ninja chapters or like the space one where it was just like you know okay like please like let's wrap this up I thought all of the, yeah. the one-off chapters were actually like you know really good this time around yeah there's a lot going on like mm-hmm. different uh arcs and storylines and characters weaving into one another so i feel yep. like he doesn't even have time to like do something completely non-canonical at this point mm-hmm. although you know he may end up doing that like <laughs> next chapter and prove me wrong yep um let's see and do you have another one well or uh, um yeah i think that for me the i think like we're getting very like fleshed out side characters and that's like mm-hmm. another like sort of thing that's like been been going well but i think here we really see it solidified um for example like shinzo at the beginning of this chapter mm-hmm. i feel like he's like a side character that has been fleshed out to the point where he feels like he could be in the main cast of another series like yeah definitely not only is he like really obsessed with samurai culture but there's this other element to his character where it's all sort of like a front because he's also really into technology and you see these two interests Mm -hmm. uh at conflict with one another yep yeah no yeah i think the yeah the side character even like subaki and stuff uh have been kind of explained really well like a lot of the sort of like the the top tier of like side characters are all are all done really well yeah even with roman you have like Mm -hmm. the one joke where she's always like breaking the fourth wall and is living inside of a shoujo manga but then at the same time she's like wants to be a creator of shoujo manga but doesn't have the talent for Mm -hmm. it yes you get these fun sort of contradictions within these characters Mm mm-hmm um let's see my final one went well is uh i'm just gonna say like this bosun's backstory arc i think 
after the you know the the I don't think it's quite up to the levels of the switch arc just because the switch arc was yeah. so <laughs> insane there was literal <laughs> murder um, which I guess this one kind of does too we had the the hit and run where the guy the woman dies <laughs> um, but you know then we got the Himeko backstory which was like fine I think this one is definitely closer to the switch backstory than the Himeko one it's yeah it's maybe like a little too long. But I thought this arc was still just uh, really good, and you know I think like the the Boson backstory had kind of like a, a lot to to live up to, and I thought it you know it, it did well, but it did its job. Yeah. So yeah, that'll be my <laughs> my final what went well. Yeah. Now you want to move on to grapes? Yeah. Let's get into some let's get into some gripes. Yeah, um, so this one, I'm not sure if it's just, like, the translation or what, but we we already kind of mentioned this, but I feel like there's certain things that he, like, doesn't explain, but expects us to pick up, mm-hmm. like the sister not really appearing in any other chapters. Yeah. <laughs> then just, like, oh, this is, this is her. Yeah. Um, the cast is, like, so big at this point that... Sometimes he needs to do a better job of explaining, like, who they are when they appear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or at least, like, flashback briefly or put an editor's note. And he does that a lot better in Witch Watch, so I think he's a bit self-aware of it now. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, when somebody appears in Witch Watch, they'll be like, hey, remember blank from chapter whatever? Exactly. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of characters now, and some of the more minor ones, like, I mean, like with Akane and Haru, like, I don't know if they appeared or not, which I guess is, you know, part yeah. of the part of the problem with that. They're just sort of, you know, there with no introduction at all. Yeah. <laughs> which that was kind of my my first gripe too, was just just sort of like throwing these characters on us and then the confusion with like seems like trying to kind of tie them into Boson's backstory was it didn't really I think it was probably supposed to be like this sort of fun thing, right? Like, oh, look, they all look the same and have the same names and yada, yada, yada. But it just made it really confusing. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's my uh, that was my first first gripe. Um, Um, Yeah. My second gripe mm -hmm. is that the substitute teacher is not a funny character and is a low point in the series every time she appears. Yeah, yeah. It's just not a... It doesn't really make any sense to me. And once again, it could be, like, a parody that I'm not picking up on, but even if it is, it's just not very funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I'm with you. Yeah, she's not a not a great character. I didn't even like her that much in the, the last volumes or whatever when she yeah. appeared. Um, yeah, her joke is not is not great. Um, I don't really think I have any other, like, glaring gripes. Yeah. I, th- I think these it volumes are actually solid pretty good. Chapters. Yeah. Yeah. So let's move over into our uh, student of the week. Who do you who do you have for that? All right. Uh, so for me, I would say my student of the week is actually I I would say it's. Hmm. <laughs> do you have one? I do. Right yeah, now? I can I gotta, go first. I think about this. Okay. I'm gonna yeah. go with uh, Bosun's like in quote you know quote unquote mom akane i'm going with her i mean just like it was friends with these people i want to say that 
there was like she had something for Boson's dad, maybe? I want to say that's yeah, like alluded to. Like there is a little that wasn't like explained very yeah. well. But then like just takes care of her friend's kid. It's just like, yeah, this is like <laughs> my friend <Yeah>. died. <laughs> so yeah, I'm just going to raise her kid or whatever. Like, yeah. you know, shout she's, out to. She's not the stepmom. She's the mom who stepped up. <laughs> there we Exactly. Yeah. Shout out. <laughs> shout out to the hardworking single mom, Boson's mom here. Yeah, she's yeah. she gets a the student mom of the week. <laughs> yeah, so for me, um, kind of out of nowhere, I never thought like, he'd be up in my like higher ranks. But I think Subaki mm-hmm. was really funny every time he appeared in the series. Yeah, um, even in that poorly translated chapter, I love that he just like walking down the walking down the hallway just in pure hater mode. Mm-hmm. He's like, I hate seeing you guys look so happy. <laughs> Uh, what what do you have to smile about <laughs> and then like how we awkward he is around bosun when it's revealed that they're actually like brothers mm-hmm. uh he's a underrated character yeah no i agree and he i just feel like all the jokes that happen like around him when he shows up are good too like when when he is like there at the whatchamacallit, like they're at the stakeout with Boson or whatever. Boson says something like, what are you doing here? Are you in love with me or something? <laughs> it's just so <laughs> presumptuous. But uh, yeah, I love yeah. it. I just love all the, yeah, any like the the moments revolving around Tsubaki are pretty good, or at least have been lately. I yeah. feel like I didn't like him that much early in the series, but he's definitely mm, yeah. gotten a lot better. Honorable mention is uh, Bogey the Professor from the children's TV show. Uh, just for having the most ridiculous character design I've ever seen. Uh, he's got this stupid expression on his face, 10 foot long arms, and each arm has a magnifying glass like, attached to the hand. Uh, it, it's pretty awesome. <laughs> this man... What do the magnifying glass on each ant even help you accomplish? <laughs> yeah. yeah I like you it. read really small text? Yeah, I feel like this his character introduction is even funnier because of like the broken English of the translation. Mm-hmm. It's like Bogey is a professor character, so he has a magnifying glass. Yeah, of course. This is how the hell is he a professor? He looks like the dumbest of us all. <laughs> Alright, uh, let's move over into uh, who we're putting in detention. Uh, you want to go first? you want me to go first? Uh, yeah, I'll go first this time. Okay. The doctor from the final arc. Yeah. Uh, terrible person overall. Uh, literally just like so, so dedicated to the grind that he just bowls over somebody walking <laughs> down the street and immediately shows up for work <laughs> to botch a surgery. <laughs> and then steal one of the kids. Just takes yeah, it for himself. <laughs> yeah, I feel like at the at the end at this chapter, they're like, man, like, don't you feel bad for this guy? Like, yeah. he's been dealing with guilt. Like, no, I don't. This dude is evil. <laughs> he should feel guilty. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he should have to live with this for his whole life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the easy, uh, uh, you know person to put in detention this week i don't you know yeah i think we said something similar last week but like this person doesn't belong in detention this person belongs in like lockup yeah yeah (laughs) yeah i think we said it about or it was a couple weeks ago with the person who uh the girl who stabbed switch's younger brother or whatever 
Yeah, like, like detention is not enough here. They, <laughs> this person they needs to be, to be in solitary <laughs> confinement. Yes, you need to be in jail. <laughs> Let's see. The person I'm going to put in detention, um, I'm going to put Boston's like, dad. Um, dude misses the... Uh, <laughs> Like he's away Murder because because yeah because he's out gambling he's at like the casino or something. <laughs> oh, but then they did reveal though that he wasn't he was lying about that he was actually oh this he is was equally stupid but he was lying about being in the casino because he was buying like a watch that's right for his wife yeah I'm for his I'm still putting him in the tent- they're married or not yeah I'm still yeah, putting that stupid. attention that's ridiculous. <laughs> Why are you why are you out yeah. buying the buy you should have bought the watch earlier for one you're and you're out there running to catch a cab and then just dive out like in front of the car to save the kid I don't know I'm yeah I'm putting this guy no he's he's still in the tension yeah. I don't care if you save the kid or not uh putting him in the tension why are you lying yeah. about being at the casino just be like I'm out shopping I don't know. Yeah, honestly, let's. There's a third character we need to put in attention though, and that would be the uh, freshman that Himeko saves from Ooh, being beat up. Actually, that yeah. dude is a dude's a on some incel type shit. Yeah, honestly. that's actually. I'm going to steal that one. That's better than Boson's dad. The tension. This guy is yeah, a, dude, a legit creep sucks. stalker. Yeah. No, yeah, this, yeah, this guy once again also needs to be in something greater than detention. He's, yeah, this guy is a pest. And also, the editors of the magazine that approves Roman's one shot also uh, <laughs> need to be fired as well. Well, I mean, to be fair, Earth Child did actually make it into Weekly Shonen Jump. <laughs> That's so. true. I mean, throughout the series, we can really see what uh, Shinohara thinks about the editorial staff at Weekly Shonen Jump. <laughs> yeah, I think he's like specifically mentioned some of them by name on occasion. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that will uh, do it for us this week, unless you have any other uh, sket dance notes. No, that's it. Honestly, uh, just that, like, you should watch the anime if you haven't. Uh, it's it's pretty good. It's not like the best anime I've ever seen, but mm-hmm. they do a pretty good job of it. And for a gag series, it's pretty like well designed and animated. They put some effort into it. Have you seen the anime for Astro Lost in Space or just read the manga? Uh, that one I've just read the manga. Oh, okay. but I've heard it's pretty good. Yeah, I was gonna say the anime like, is pretty good. A lot of people good. don't even seem to know that it is a manga. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, the anime is done pretty well and honestly the anime might be better than the manga for it uh also just because seeing all like the you know the cool space stuff in color is uh, yeah. is pretty good um yeah so yeah uh yeah man need a, a witch watch anime now yeah now like looking at the something that i just thought was interesting though looking at the volume covers mm-hmm. i think it's funny that i feel like shinohara is like a most fan service laden series is his only serious one because i feel like like lost in space is the only series that he's done that has just like blatant fan service. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Yeah, well, he he didn't have as many jokes and stuff, so he's like, I need to add something else in here. Yeah, something else to get. I'm people really to glad buy. he didn't though, because we we saw what might have happened had he done like a fantasy or a sci-fi series. Yeah, good point. That was like yeah. riddled with gags. Yeah, it the, been the space terrible. chapter was rough. Yeah, comedy uh, lost in space would not have been very good. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, that will do it for us uh, this week. We'll have the uh, the Weekly Shonen Jump uh, episode coming out on Sunday as usual, so uh, stay tuned for that. And next week we'll cover, what was this? Was this volumes 8 or 9 and 10? So next week we have yeah, 11 and 12. Yeah, so we're, what, like about a third of the way through, I think? I think the series has like 30-ish volumes. Yeah, it's a 32, yeah, gotcha. 32 volumes. Okay, cool. Yeah, so we'll uh, yeah we'll see you on on Sunday if you're only tuning in the Sket Dance episode. Uh, see you on Thursday. Smash that five star button on Apple Music or Spotify. Oh, there we go. Yeah, do that. Do that too. Do that before even uh, you know waiting for the next episode or whatever. Just immediately.